Steve what's Rose. That your, what's that on your head? This beautiful mop of hair, you mean? Yeah, where, where's the hat? I don't even recognize you. You know, sometimes you got to let the people know what you got, what you're working with. Okay. I like it. I like it. What's up with you, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm hanging. We've been, uh, I think it's day five or four of the tournament out in Arizona. You're still been, there? Oh, yeah. Boy, yeah. Oh boy. Today's going to be a hot one. We've got an afternoon game in 109-degree heat, so it should be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can't Love wait. that. Love that. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get it going. In one week, we will be together in Denver, Colorado for the All-Star Game. We cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. I think we're bringing close to 20 people from John Boy Media, so we got to cover it on all the great content out there. The reserves and the pitchers were named yesterday. Uh, which one were you happiest about in terms of a good story? You know, there's a bunch of them, but I think the best one, and you're probably going to agree with me. I hope we agree on this one. It's uh, Yeah, sorry, you went out for a second. You repeat it? <laughs> it's, it it's Cedric Mullins. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, um, we talked about him before on the show about how he made adjustments, um, abandoned his right-handed swing. He was a switch hitter in, you know, pretty much his whole life, abandons the right-handed swing, comes back. Now he's just, you know, going off. You know, he had um, a tough year in 2019. He got, he got sent down to double-A. Last year was on, like, the reserve squad, you know, for half the year, then came up. And uh, since then, you know, making that adjustment, he's just been, you know, the story of, in my opinion, you know, one of the underdog stories of the year coming through. And wasn't get, he didn't get voted in as an all-star starter, gets the reserve nod, and now it looks like, you know, with Mike Trout being named, like, maybe Cedric will be the guy to step yeah. up. And I think that would be really cool. I, I just, like, love – I always love stories about people making adjustments and, like, going off at the big league level. So, Cedric, you get my vote, man. All right, two, two of them. And I know I hate it when we always say two guys, but I think this deserves it. One is one of your former teammates, Eduardo Escobar. I love that. Years of the show. I'm such a huge fan of his. He's such a good dude. And people say, well, he's, he wouldn't have made it if he wasn't on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Fine, you can say whatever you want. You're not going to burst his bubble today. He's up on cloud nine. It's going to be great to see him out there. That guy truly appreciates playing the game of baseball, and he plays his ass off. And he's such a good dude. He's got a great smile and all that sort of stuff. The other one is Zach Wheeler. Now, let's remember, if you roll the Wayback Machine to when he signed for five years at 118 mil, everybody's like, how could the Phillies give that guy that sort of money? This is a deal where they paid on potential, not necessarily on what he's done, and it's worked out great for them. This is a quote from a former National League East executive the day that Wheeler signed with the Phillies. Oh, no. You're going to have to like him for what he is. What he is is a nice number three or four starter that goes behind aces. The Mets rotation was good because they had DeGrom and Syndergaard. Well, guess who's leading the league in innings pitched and in strikeouts this year and in pitching war? That would be Zach Wheeler. So good for him. Oh, what, screw you, NL East executive. What do you yeah. know about? What do you know about anything? Well, former NL East executive that has a podcast where he just spouts off. Oh, it's a it's a real person. Like you. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a legit quote from somebody. I'm, I'm not here to point fingers. I'm now just, I got to go look at who it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so everybody wants to talk about, oh, this guy got snubbed. This guy got snubbed. 
I get it. Every year there's always people that get snubbed and it sucks. Some guys are going to make it as injury replacements or because pitchers can't go or whatever. If you could take one person and put them on the roster right now, who would it be? There's so many. There's so many. So many. We can start with Tywan Walker. We can start with Chris Bassett. Mm-hmm. I think those two guys are obviously very deserving what they've done. Taiwan's probably the free agent signing of the offseason. Two years, yes. 20, and he's just got – I mean, the value he's giving the Mets is incredible. Bassett being a guy – I'm going to go a different one, though, Chris. I'm going to mention – that's my third guy. J.P. Crawford, our guy on the Mariners. If you watch baseball and you watch him play – now, I know he's not like a bopper, and he's not going to, you know, dazzle you with all his homers and his extra base hits, whatever. But watch the guy play baseball. It's electric. Watch him play shortstop. It's so fun to watch. And we're talking about stars. Man, just – if he wasn't on the Mariners, he was on a different team. If he was on an East Coast team, yep. like, we'd be talking about this guy way more. He's so fun to watch. He's so good for the game. And he's gone through some struggles of his own. I, you know, I played with him in AAA. And the Phillies didn't know what to do with them. Gets a chance with the Mariners, and he's, he's, a, he's a leader on the team. And he's going to be around for a long time. I think next year we'll be talking about J.P. Crawford in the All-Star game. People are seeing him now and seeing what he can do, and now that gets the ball rolling. We're going to be talking about J.P. Crawford for a long time. Yeah, you know, the only problem is, is that, you know, when you add a guy, you got to take somebody off, and his position is loaded. It's Bogart. loaded. It's loaded. Yeah, Bogarts deserves to start. Uh, Correa and Bichette, they both had great years. But you're right about Crawford. I think he's been sensational, and he is the guy that they traded for a few years ago. For me, you mentioned Chris Bassett. In 13 of his last 15 starts, he's allowed two earned runs or less, or just two runs, period, or less, which is phenomenal. He's been a leader of that staff all year. And then Justin Turner is a guy who's only made one all-star team. Uh, He's been the glue of the Dodgers for the last five or six years. 870 OPS. So good. You know, no Bellinger for most of the year. No Seegers pretty much since May. Uh, Betts, even though he's made the all-star team, it hasn't been the Mookie Betts that we've seen in recent years. So I think Turner's a guy that certainly deserves it. All right, let's move on. Uh, people are saying I got stuff on my stash. Hold on. What do you got? I don't know. People are telling me my mouth is dirty. Bro, it's, it's early after 4th of July. Let me wake up a little bit. <laughs> are you, let me see those eyes. Are they Okay. They're all right. A little baggy right here. Okay. It's okay. That means, you, that means you had fun as long as you were safe. All right. The Yankees, uh, double digits back in the division, uh, way back in the wild card as well. Uh, our buddy Jeff Passan from ESPN suggested if they want to blow the whole thing up, that Aaron Judge could get traded by the end of the month. What percentage chance do you give that? Oh, my gosh. That's a bomb right there. I Pretty low, I think. Like 10% chance. Like, you don't just – do that with a guy like Aaron Judge. He's so freaking valuable. I mean, they wanted to blow it up, blow it up, then sure, get rid of everybody. Try to trade Cole, too. You better, you better try to do that right now. Um, but I, I think that's a very slim chance. Was Jeff, did he need some clicks or something? Was he looking for some clickbait? What's going on with Jeffy? There's no way. Yeah, that but hold on. Let me stop you for a second. Okay. Do you think the Yankees want to sign Aaron Judge long term? They should. Okay, because at the time, so he's 29 right now. He'll be a free agent after 2022, so he'll be in his 30s. This year he's been great, not only on the field, but he's been on the field, which is always the biggest thing with Aaron Judge, right? Yeah he's, in, yeah, he's like a top five player in baseball when he's on the field. Right, but you can't just throw that last comment away when he's on the field. 
because from 2018 through 2020, he played in 63% of the Yankees' games. You can't give a mega deal to a guy who's only going to be there two-thirds of the time, right? You, we would agree on that. Sure, but, like, then let's talk about the other side of it. Let's figure out a routine for him to stay on the field. They haven't been able to do that. Like, this is your right. player, dude. Like, let's go. Let's get this guy healthy. Like, whatever you need to do. I know they, they change strength coaches, whatever it is, but, like, they need to figure out a way to keep on the field because he's that special. You don't just give a guy away like that. If you can go – I don't even know what, you, what package would bring you Aaron freaking Judge, but, like, maybe if you want – I mean, it better be a damn big package – well, uh, I, I think I think they keep him, and I think that I don't think they blow up. The Yankees don't blow things up, man. No, I mean, what, a couple of years ago they traded Aroldis Chapman and Andrew Miller, and that was in 2016, and they reloaded with a bunch of young talent, with Glaber Torres being the best of that bunch. And re-signed Chapman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then they re-signed Chapman. You're right. So I, I don't think it's totally out of the question. I don't think he's just being clickbaity because of the injury factor. And I guess I would guess if you polled 10 Yankees executives on will we sign Aaron Judge to a mega deal, I bet you it would be 5-5 five, five right now. It's interesting. It's interesting. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Marlins and Braves again. Pablo Lopez, it's Ronald Acuna with the first pitch of Friday night's game. The umpires get together after Brian Snicker complains, and then they eject him. Did you have any problem with the way it was handled? Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. You can't just go – I mean, look, first pitch of the game, right? Guy's going up, hits him, hits his elbow guard. I know he's been hit a bunch of times by the Marlins, but you don't, you don't convene with all your – with all the other umpires and then throw him out. That's just not the way it works. Okay, there's no warnings, nothing like that. Like, that's just – Don Maddeny was so fired up and like he totally had the right to be. And I was watching that, I was like, I couldn't believe that there wasn't something like I know that there's a history of the hit by pitches, but there wasn't something else going on. When they tossed him, I couldn't freaking believe it. And usually Dan's a pretty level headed guy. I don't know how that all came about. I think they're probably gonna I think he talked about it afterwards saying like it's their job to keep the peace or whatever. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. So, yeah, you're talking about the, the crew chief, Dan Iasonia, who's been around yeah. a long time and, and is a pretty well-respected umpire, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, the fact you get together after – I mean, so often umpires will overreact and toss a guy immediately. Like, I get it. You have to understand the story. But as Manny Lee came out and said it, and this is all in Jimmy's breakdown, which is great. great. Breakdown. He said, listen, we've been good. We've played him seven times. We haven't had any problems this year. And yeah. he the past. Is the past. And by the way, Jose Urania, who was kind of at the center of this whole controversy, is in Detroit now. I mean, the guy who really mm -hmm. melted Acuna a ton, he's been the problem. So it, it made no sense. It meant that, that the Marlins had to pitch, you know, a full game out of the bullpen on that day. And then, as he said, you're screwing us for the next day as well. Absolutely. And who knows what sort of residual effects it had on Sunday where – they ended up blowing a ninth-run lead, you know, a nine – what was it, four-run lead in the ninth? So, it just – it didn't sit with me well. That's all. You can't take – you can't take the entire inside part of the plate away from pitchers, dude. Like, I'm the, the champion of not hitting batters on purpose, but, like, you're going to get hit when you're a hitter. It just happens. It's 1% of the freaking time. If it's not intentional, like, you have – the pitchers have to be able to pitch to both sides of the plate. So – you know I'm pro-hitter, Trev, but my goodness, 
Like that's ridiculous to me. You can't go and start taking that away from them. And then what are the, what, what's going to happen the rest of the day? The next guy comes in, he can't pitch inside because if he being someone, you got to throw him out too. You set a precedent. So yeah. I don't. I, I thought that was completely bull crap. Yeah, it was a tough way to go. But you know what? Maybe the Marlins, if they needed an extra arm, they should have made a trade for Brett Phillips, who made his Major League Baseball pitching debut. And it was a thing of beauty. Everything from him talking smack through the bullpen fence to him running out like Jared Hughes. What was your favorite part of his performance? I think it was when he bopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's doing all that silly stuff. That's, that's very much Brett Phillips. You know, he sprints in, doing the crazy, like, wind up and stretch and all that stuff. And then as he was, this this does happen, you know, you don't you don't put the ball, you know, behind you and come set like this very often as a position player. So he was trying to bring the ball back and just hit his back leg and the ball dropped. And it's like the umpires don't want to call a balk. They don't want to stop the game to like advance the runner, but you know, you gotta do the rules and like I thought that was the most funny part, like just him balking and he made a mock of everything. I also like the first pitch was ninety four miles an hour. That was did pretty you, cool. Did you see the Jays' reaction when he threw 94? They all started looking at each other like, what the, what the heck is <laughs> That's this? typical Rays, dude. The Rays just have pitching everywhere. Even the outfielders can throw. They do. Um, and then I, I loved his post-game press conference <laughs> because he played it so seriously, and it was great. He was like – Some people on Twitter are already calling me the next Shohei. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I've, it's kind of, you know, rewarding, uh, but – I know the Rays aren't too happy about that because uh, I have hopefully I'm, I'm blessed to make it to this arbitration case at the end of the year. And I know we'll definitely be using one of those as him as a comparison. I mean, that was far and away the best part of it. His, his, his press conference, if you haven't watched it, go watch the entire thing on social media. It is, uh, it is a treat. It's awesome. Hey, honestly, 94, just like no wind up, no practice. Maybe he has a future. Yeah, pretty Just good. Saying. Yep. It's happened before. The more you can do, the more you can do. All right, what do you have coming up on John Boy today? Uh, I'm running out right now. We're doing this series recap, all the games over the weekend. So Jimmy, Jake, BBD, and I will be doing that. I got to film an episode of Sequence today that will come mm -hmm. out tomorrow. Um, and then, yeah, man, we're just getting ready for Colorado. It's coming soon. What you got? Well, so we have the latest episode of the Chris Rose Rotation, and it's with uh, Jim Wolf, Major League umpire for more than 20 years. Uh, we did tape it over a month ago. Uh, we just couldn't squeeze it you know, and, and get it ready and get it out in time because we had a few extra episodes that we had dropped as well just because of some, some timeliness issues. This is great. It really is a ton of fun. You don't know much about Major League umpires mm -hmm. except that you hate watching them do their job. He talked a lot about that. He talked about interacting with fans. He was behind the plate for Derek Jeter's 3,000 hit for Dallas Braden's perfect game. Thanks. He was on the field when Jim Joyce, unfortunately, made the call in the Armando Galarraga, what should have been perfect game. He's had run-ins with everybody from Frank Robinson to Lou Pinella. Uh, there was a major league player who admitted he, um, he motherfucked Jim Wolf when he shouldn't have, and he got Jim Wolf a gift. It's a great story. There's just a lot of interesting stuff because we know so little about major league umpires. Yes. That's cool. And Jim, Jim's one of the good guys too. So I like that you had him on and I'm going to have to go watch that and see some of the stories. Did he mention me at all? He probably screwed a few calls up on me. Well, Jim. Yeah. You know, they all do. All you hitters. You all <laughs> act the same way. You know? No, I like Jim a lot, man. I, I was good with the umpires. We're good. Yeah. 
he's he, he's fun. And of course, his uh, his brother Randy Wolf pitched about fifteen, sixteen years in the show. So he's got some. One of my neighbors, Randy. I see oh him yeah, he lives right the... down the street. Yeah, I see him walking sometimes. Yeah, you you guys are in the highfalutin neighborhood. They don't yeah, let you know it, baby. They don't let you they, in. They they don't let me <laughs> behind the gates. I, I'd be like, yeah, Rose to see Ploof. Yeah, oh, right. you're not on the list. You're not on the list. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll do this again tomorrow. Uh, time could be fluctuating. Got a few things working as far as maybe the next rose rotation. And your hair looks just pristine. I, I don't know what – you've thrown me for a loop with no hat today. I just felt good in it today, you know? Yeah. Let me By live, way, Chris. I'm wearing Brady's uh, team hat. So this is our oh. legacy hat. So got to represent. What's it, what's it called? Legacy. Ooh. I mean, whatever. Legacy, baby. I like it. That's a cool hat. Yeah. So, all right, dude. Have a great day. Have a good show with uh, with Jimmy and Jake. Tell the game. And I'll see you in a week. It's going to be yeah. fun. Good luck to Brady. Thanks, man. Peace, Thanks. everybody. <laughs>